Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable on your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Would you please to be seated? Father, there's so much I've come to love about you in the relatively short time we've been on this crazy journey of faith. And I know that we only more to love as we get to know each other and trust each other more in years to come. One of the charisms I particularly value here is your capacity to accompany each other, to stick with each other, to be there for one another in all the booms and in the busts. Now I know that every faith community experiences ups and downs in its members. At the same time as I've listened to your stories, I'm struck time and again, not only by the significance of the challenges many of you have lived, I'm in awe of the way you've come around each other supported each other, and grown together over the years. I find it quite remarkable. For me, it's a mark of the depth and maturity of you as a people of God at 252 James North. And I want to acknowledge publicly with profound gratitude the leadership of Dean Peter and Anne, Alison Meredith, Bishop Ralph, Canon Sharon and others who have served in varying leadership capacities through all that you have lived. John and Anne Louise, I know that you're going to get through this. And part of the reason I know you're going to get through this is because you have this community at your side every step of the way. And I want to say thank you to each of you for that. You know, I enjoy listening to folk talk about where their names come from. Some of the stories that people tell are quite astonishing. A retired Lutheran pastor shared the story associated with his name. True story. When my parents named me Hubert John Arthur, it was their second try. They thought for sure that the second child would be a girl. So when I emerged, they went to the discarded names pile, and I was named. My father felt that a name was a frame in which a child was to grow and to fill out. So to convince me later that I was not a disappointment, he taught me the meaning of my name. Do you know what your name means? He would ask me several times a week. Yes, 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 I would say with some impatience. 
a bright and shining light that God has so graciously given. It had been ingrained into my DNA. I'm not sure where he got that definition, but I've been reminded all my life that I was born with a purpose. When Zechariah sang today's canticle to his son, John, who would later become the baptizer, he sang it so often that Luke was able to pick it out of the oral tradition of the church. John remembered all his days the song that his father had sung to him over and over and over again. And you, child, you will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. It's a canticle we know in the Anglican Church as the Benedictus from the first word in the Latin version. Some of you will recall this, of course, from the BCP evening prayer service. It's actually a barakah, or a Jewish prayer of blessing. So as Hubert grew to know himself as a bright and shining light, so John the baptizer grew to know that his role was to prepare the way of the Lord. Today's the uh, second Sunday of Advent. Advent, as you may be aware, is a time of preparation. Now, during the season of preparation, on both the second and the third Sundays of Advent, we listen to accounts of John the Baptizer. That's how important John's role is in our Christian story. His life work, as his father had taught him, was to point that long and bony finger of his toward the one who would come after him, to prepare for his coming. Not only do we learn this from the song his father sang over him at his birth, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the way of the Lord to prepare his way. The prophet Malachi foretold of John this morning. See, I'm sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And again, lo, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Church from the earliest of times has associated these words with John the baptizer. Now John's role was to prepare the way of the Lord. In this morning's gospel, Luke quotes from Isaiah to describe what this preparation would look like. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. You know, when a king visited an area, that's exactly what would happen. Workers would clear the roots, cutting back branches. They, they would pack in ruts and even build new roads, leveling hills and filling in ravines 
These improvements were designed to impress the royal party and, of course, provide for their travelling comfort. Prepare the way of the Lord. So what kind of preparations did John require of the people whom he addressed? What roads did he call them? What works did he call them to? Well, well, John wasn't so impressed or interested in construction as he was in confronting those roadblocks in society at large and in our own lives, roadblocks that get in the way of our relationship with ourselves, roadblocks that get in the way of our relationship with others, roadblocks that get in the way of our relationship with God. So, so John prepared for Jesus' coming not by building roads, but by proclaiming a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sin. He called the people literally to change the way they viewed their lives and so to change their behaviours as a result. He called people to return to God, a God who forgives. Repentance, preparation, the coming of the Lord through repentance. You know, like how William Temple has described repentance. The world as we live in it, William Temple wrote, is like a shop window into which some mischievous person has got overnight and shifted all the price labels so that the cheap things have the really expensive high price labels on them. And the really precious things are priced low. We, we let ourselves be taken in. Repentance means getting those price labels back in the right place. John prepared for Jesus' coming by proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He calls us to allow God to reorder our priorities in life, to help us get the price labels back in the right place in our lives. So I wonder what preparations we might make this Advent to allow God to get the right price labels back in the right place. I think this morning it's enough just to point to one. In light of Charlie's tragic death, I wonder whether the first price label we need to get back in the right place is the price label God puts on the value 
of our lives. Last week, uh, Canon in, in Mobsby was with us. And he described the world we find ourselves in as a one that is no longer postmodern, it's post secular. We're living often at times at sea in this rising tide of global capitalism with the, a widening gap between the haves and the have nots. Or perhaps more correctly, as those who can, can contribute to the market economy and those who can't. You know, it's, it's no longer enough to be a human doing, let alone a human being. We need to be a human having who's got there by being a human consuming. And all, of course, all the while, being young and beautiful and together at the same time. We love and we worship and we serve and seek to follow a God who calls us first and foremost as my beloved. We are those for whom God would do anything. And I mean absolutely anything. And actually has through the cross to demonstrate the depth and the length and the height and the breadth of the love in which you and I are unfolded. We are those to whom God says, hour by hour and day by day, I love you and I am always with you. I meet all your needs. My love for you is enough. Come closer and taste my joy and my peace. I've given you a new heart and a new spirit. So see with my eyes, hear with my ears, touch with my hands, speak with my lips. All mine is yours. Just trust me and let me be your God. John knew what his life was about. His dad had sung it to him from day one. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. And John did this by proclaiming a baptism of repentance, of reordering priorities, of getting price labels back in the right place. This Advent, if nothing else, may we embrace afresh the price label God puts on the value on each and every one of our lives. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral. Our original theme and audio engineering are done by Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca.
We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.